joined by Kevin Lowe. Kevin, great to see you. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Reed. Brownie, good to see you guys. Good to see you. We're at Studio 99, fourth game. This has been open. Uh, I, I, I say this every night. I still haven't had a chance to take in all the uh, all the Gretzky stuff. I, I mean, you, you played with them, obviously, for a long time, but are you kind of like, wow, I forgot about all this? You know, even though we, as you say, we played together, I, I walk around and see the pictures, and it's just, uh, it's almost surreal, you know. The, um, and I think everybody's still pinching themselves from the from from those days. We had so much fun together and had the success, and really feel fortunate that we were able to be a part of that era. I looked around here the other night afterwards, and I noticed that it's been a lot of the stuff is donated from a lot of people that that I know of. And one of them I saw there's some stuff that is yours in here. When you retired or during your playing days, did you save a lot of memorabilia from other players? I didn't. I wasn't smart enough. And now I'm thinking there's a lot of really nice things I could have gotten. But did you save a lot of stuff? I didn't really. Um, I, although I have a couple special pieces, and they're actually in this room. And one of them was a Andy Warhol of Wayne that Wayne gave me when he got traded in 1988, uh, you know, when he was leaving Edmonton. And I thought, wow, that's pretty cool. And then when he broke um, the goal scoring record, uh, 800 and whatever it was, Gordy's record, uh, he sent me a Leroy Neiman. And I've always been a big fan of Leroy Neiman as an artist. Uh, and, he, and he sent it to me from Los Angeles, uh, you know, just sort of a little note on his stuff. So those are special because I like the artists, uh, but, you know, extra special because Wayne gave them to me. Awesome stuff. We're live in Studio 99. Oilers and Capitals coming up at 7. Alex Chason was a Capital last year, and he got his Stanley Cup ring this morning, uh, popped into the Capitals uh, dressing room for a second. They had a, a little presentation for him, so he was, he was pretty thrilled to get that. Kevin, you won six Stanley Cups, so you got enough rings to go on to the other hand. Um, I, I know I know when people talk about championship rings, they always talk about how they keep getting bigger over the years. So what, from 84 to 94? Was, was that one thing that stands out? Well, your first championship is special. And um, Brownie, did you, you win in the dub? Uh, I won Western Hockey Championship, didn't win the Memorial Cup, won a World Junior yeah, yeah. Championship. Won a World Juniors and won the scoring championship. So your first, you know, winning a Stanley Cup and then to get that ring was really special. And then you wear it for a couple years and then uh, as you as you move along, it, it becomes, almost becomes a bit of a detriment because, you know, it, people want to see it all the time, so you stop wearing it. Uh, but I could imagine how special that feels for him. But in 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 um, in the vein of how big they've gotten, they're ridiculous. They're completely ridiculous. Like wearing a post. I mean, I thought ours were big in the 80s, and and they were big. But now they're you know about two and a half times bigger. So. Well, have you seen the new Golden State Warrior ones? They're reversible. Like the top part comes off, and they can flip it over, and now it goes back on. It's a completely different. It's like an ring. alternate jersey. It's yeah. an alternate ring. <laughs> But don't get me wrong, I mean, to, to have, I remember being so proud, uh, a lot of us have played in the NHL, never graduated, you know, we never went to university or anything, so it was like our graduation ring, it was a, it, it was a, you know, a bit of a, 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 an achievement that you've done something, right? Now, will you ever wear one now, or are they kind of put away or given to people you know I, I think I have uh, I got a dozen or so rings I have three Olympic gold oh, of course rings. Yeah. I've got an 84 Canada Cup ring I mean not bragging or anything but uh, once in a while I pull out the Olympic rings because they seem to jump out a little more at people but I 
No, I don't wear them. I actually, my Stanley Cup rings are down in the Hall of Fame room. I've lent them to the Oilers. Well, it's uh, funny. Lent, not give. The, right, yeah. <laughs> You're getting them back. Well, Mike Krusenewski, I do a lot of events with him. He pulls his rings off and he just hands them out. And, and, like, he'll go and he'll talk to someone, he'll go have a beer somewhere, and, like, 45 minutes goes by, and 97 people have had the ring in his hand, and not once has he looked to see where his ring is. And, oh, Glenn Anderson, he, he was carrying them in a bag, all his rings, in a little satin bag, and they'd be jiggling around and, you know, getting scratched and stuff. So, uh, no, it's good. That, that's the part of the whole idea of winning is to share with people, and, and uh, I'm sure uh, uh, Chase on tonight is... Uh, uh, I'm sure he's he's walking on cloud nine. Maybe some maybe some uh, motivation too for some for some guys in the room, right? That's pretty cool. Kevin Lowe joining us on the Faceoff Show. I'm glad you brought up the Canada Cup because watching those tournaments are some of my my best memories as a as a kid growing up in Evansburg. '87 was the absolute classic, but '84. Canada beat what was then the Soviet Union in the semi. Was that Bossy tipping in the overtime goal off Very the high shot from Coffee? And then uh, I think it was Sweden in the final. And then you, obviously the Soviet Union in the incredible 6-5, 3-6-5 games in 87. We have Ovechkin tonight. What a contrast. The only time you might see a guy like Alexander Ovechkin in North America in, in the 80s and even into the 90s might be in an international tournament like the, the Canada Cup. And there was some mystique, who is this guy? Uh, and now we know very well he's been one of the best players in the league for the last decade and a half. Yeah, the... You know, it's a little bit different, but it's fabulous that the Europeans, and particularly the Russians, have come to the National Hockey League. Now, it's, it's obviously the greatest league in the world, the hockey league, that is. Uh, but in the, you know, the late 70s, early 80s, uh, when we played, my first experience playing against the Russians was in the World Championships in 1981, after the Oilers had lost the Miracle in Manchester and Los Angeles. And Wayne and I went and played for Team Canada over in Finland. And they had a they had a powerhouse team, and I, I I was just I couldn't believe how good they were, and I you know even in terms of their strength they couldn't knock them off the puck they were they were like they're from a different planet, and uh, we we lost they won the gold medal that year but um, so anytime we played them eight you know in '81 Canada got massacred in the final in Montreal eight to one and got a little embarrassed so. Very proud of being a part of Canada in '84 to take back the call it the World Cup yeah. and and beating the Russians, but it was you know three two in overtime. It was that close. So with the Russians coming over and you were there when the Russians started coming over here, what do you think Canadian hockey players got or take or stole or borrowed from the Russian hockey team? What was it that we got out of them? What attributes of a Russian hockey player are now integrated into the hockey system over here? I think the melding of the of the two nations, you know, um, I think the, you know, the, the, the thing about the Russians is that they were really strong, but, but if you could knock them off their feet, they would just, you know, their feet would go way up. It's like they were never used to get knocked down. Uh, I think they had to, uh, I think they're, I think they feared Canadians. Um, you know, I think the country that, that uh, adapted best were the Finns. And, uh, and then after them was the Swiss, but the Finns really, because you know Canada, Finland are quite similar, and, and and in the early years, the Finns were they were afraid, they were afraid of Canadians. But over the generations, as you know, as a this melding pot of hockey took place, uh, you know, players from other countries were no no longer feared the Canadians as much as they did in say the 70s and 80s. 
Kevin Lowe joining us on the Faceoff Show at 6:27. Oilers and Capitals coming up at seven o'clock. You know this uh, this season, obviously three, three, and one. A lot made of the the, the schedule out of the gate. Uh, you know, we spent all summer talking about last year, what went wrong, disappointing, could, could it turn around? Uh, I, I mean, it's it, it, it's a big year, Kevin, and you went through that in your career. You've been the GM and the coach of this team, uh, so you've seen it. What What is the, in your mind, what is the impact of kind of getting through this tough schedule early and, you know, you can't clinch a playoff spot eight, nine, ten games in, but you got to stay in that mix. Well, tough schedule to start, no question. Uh, I think... Uh, not me because I'm not, you know, making the hockey decisions. But I think if you, after the first 10 games that the team was hovering around, you know, plus or minus 500 or plus 500, be in pretty good shape for the rest of the season. I think the players were pretty nervous. I, that's my sense. Just watching them, I think they came out of games where they were, or started games where they, they were a little bit nervous. And then once they got playing, if we can see a lot more of what we saw the other night, uh, win or lose, I think that's what hockey fans want. I know that's what Brownie wants to see, <laughs> and I loved it too. But the skill levels there, uh, you know, they got solid goaltending. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I really believe it's going to be a good year. I think we're going to bounce back, and it's going to be a grind. Not easy. That's the difference between now and in our era. Was it's difficult to make the playoffs, but I, I you know, they're going to be right there. When you have Connor McDavid, and you know it can't all be on him, but yeah, I know the drive behind that player and being as good as he is. I mean, he's going to will a lot of his teammates. Not that they need it, but he wants to be in the playoffs because he knows where that's the next level for him in terms of terms of his place in in, in the overall pecking order in the National Hockey League. What, what do you think the biggest difference in today's game with the players compared to your era? To me, it's the skill level. I think the skill level is as is, is high as it's ever been. I don't know if, they, if everyone thinks the game as well as back then, but the skill level to me is certainly higher than it's ever been. No question. Yeah, the skill level is... There, there's, you know, there used to be on in your era, in my era, there'd be one or two guys that could do what you did. And now there's, you know, there's there could be six you know five or six of those high skilled guys but you know the bottom line guys fourth line guys are as skilled as as second line guys in our area just the, the evolution of the game is fantastic the speed the strength um, you know the game has grown so it, there's more demand uh, uh, for the competition so that as, as a result the the athletes have to get better so it's it's wonderful to see and like I say if we if we see more games like I'm sure we'll see one like that tonight. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe they'll throw a one nothing game at well, us tonight. Well, but... you know, Rob was complaining after Tuesday's game that it was too low scoring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the defensemen weren't pinching enough. Hey, I played a ten, I played in a 10-7 playoff game. I know what goal scoring was all yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, Kevin. Thanks so much for coming by. It's always great to see you, and it's a pleasure to have you here in Studio 99. It's uh, my pleasure, you guys. You do a great job, Reed and Brownie, and uh, thanks for having me. Right on. 